Love Talk Radio. This is Kings of Non Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes. With your hosts, Jay and Dre. Oh yeah, time to lay a little verbal smackdown on all you suckers out there. It is time for Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of it, much less detailed a podcast. Here with you live on a Monday night, April Fools, April the first, two thousand nineteen. I'm Dre. He's Jay. WrestleMania thirty-five on the horizon. We just saw the go-home episode of Monday Night Raw as they get ready for this historic event, the first WrestleMania ever to be main evented by the Phillies, by the girls. No, not the Philadelphia Phillies. That'd be a whole different event. Uh, Jay, I know you sacrificed, you did the ultimate sacrifice. You don't have cable and you went and and got a subscription or a trial subscription so you could have USA Network to watch Monday Night Raw live so that you could come on here and be part of the activities and discussing Monday Night Raw and the WrestleMania buildup. And uh, going by some of our text messages, didn't sound like you were very impressed. You know, I go back to the last few years that we've been doing the show, and, and every year after that that go-home Raw, we always uh, talk about, like, the words that we use are, like, well, underwhelming or meh or blah, and today made me miss those days. <laughs> so, yes, that's uh, once again, uh, you know, yeah, I, I hate to always use the same words. It, it, it really, really felt uh, very pedestrian. Felt like they were just kind of going through the motions. Uh, the the angles and the storylines were, uh, yeah, it just. They were kind of blah, a little reshuffling of the deck, um, you know, as they're running down through trying to create some some excitement. Uh, you know, apparently they can't have their big match because uh, I believe I saw women punching cops. Uh, punching out cops, punching out, yeah. kicking out windows to cop cars. Uh, yeah, everyone's yeah. arrested. No, no main event arrest to many. Everyone's in jail. <laughs> That'll be all over TMZ, I'm sure. That's exactly why they do stuff like that. Ah, uh, yeah. So okay, uh, yeah, I I got that. That that was something that happened, and I actually had a laugh out loud moment uh, when when Finn Balor turned into the demon. <laughs> oh my god! When when that you popped up on the screen. No, when that popped up oh. on the screen, and then and then the the, the guy that he's going to wrestle was standing there just staring at it. Um, with, with, you know, with intensity, looking at the screen, and oh my, yeah, that that was that was laugh out loud, um, kind of, yeah. But I guess it's for good. It's for the kids, right? I, I guess. Uh, speaking of uh, fans and people that have been watching this for years to help make heads or tails of some of this stuff, uh, is the man who joins us every year for our WrestleMania preview show. He's uh, as big a fan as any out there, and he gets to sort of break down the stuff in uh, in the eyes of the, of someone who's supposed to sort of appreciate this stuff instead of looking at it and saying, oh, it's kid stuff. It, it really does seem like kid stuff, but 
you know, we, we got to look at it on a, a, a different perspective. So with a little more serious bend on it, uh, every year joining us, and we're very appreciative to have him back again. This year is Jerry, the wrestling expert on the phone line. Jerry, welcome in. Another WrestleMania coming up. We got another crazy Monday Night Raw. And uh, what, what were your thoughts on the proceedings? Well, thanks for having me. Uh, I have to admit, it's a little underwhelming. One thing is when they split into two shows, the other live shows tomorrow night, so they really only hyped half of it. And what they did hype was like, you know, when Batista comes in the ring and, you know, says three words and you know, it's like, are you kidding me? And, you know, the women <laughs> was entertaining. And a lot of it, I, there, there wasn't a lot to care about. So, um yeah, it was a little uh, – somebody who's on the fence, did, I don't think it was a big sell outside of the, the women's main event. That was like the big thing they were pushing. Yeah, I think that's the big deal. I think that's supposed to be the calling card or the big uh, – you can't – you almost can't go with like Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins as the big calling card, the big thing you're supposed to care about. Because we've already seen Seth Rollins run in with the money in the bank and, and take the title from Brock Lesnar before anyway. So uh, to me, that was always underwhelming anyway. It, it, the, the women being the main event, to me, always seemed like the road that they were headed towards. I, I couldn't believe there was even a doubt in anyone's mind that that's what they were going to do. Yeah, the, um, the change up with the titles, I guess my, my first thought was they were going to do something um, at the end of WrestleMania where, like, the the four big women that really brought women's wrestling to the forefront was Bailey, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, and um, Becky Lynch. I thought all four were going to hold titles. Kind of like a, reminds me of back to a WrestleMania with Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. I don't know if I can even say his name, but with Chris Benoit Ooh. and Eddie Guerrero. He at the shall end. not be named. It, yes. But um, now that it's like a winner-take-all, but I don't think they explained it. Like, so it's still a one-fall match or is it an elimination match? How, you know, I, I felt like it was kind of like not really explained well. It was a little on the confusing side, but it's a, it's a wait and see how, you know, what their plan is for that. Yeah, I totally agree that it wasn't explained. And I just kind of, I've been inferring since they said it on the show tonight, winner-take-all, uh, I just I've been assuming that it means that whoever wins the the one fall is going to win both titles, uh, even if they don't beat. You, you can't really beat both champions, of course. But I assume just for instance, say it's Becky Lynch that uh, if she goes over and, and and is holding up both titles at the end of the show, no matter who she pins, it's probably going to be Charlotte. I don't know if they're going to have her pin Ronda Rousey at this stage. Uh, but she's I believe that just it means she's going to pin Charlotte and win the Raw title and the SmackDown title and go off the air holding up both belts to close the show. And that'll be the money shot. And that'll be what, you know, stone cold Becky Lynch uh, comes full circle and wins both titles at WrestleMania 35. I don't know what that means uh, in the future. After that, it's going to create some confusion with her uh, trying to defend two belts on two different shows, but I don't think they're thinking about that at the moment. I think they're just kind of going with it right now. Going all in by adding an extra thing with the second title and, um, it is a way to kind of protect Ronda Rousey so she can look strong. Um, they did that, if you remember, at the WrestleMania where uh, I believe Jason called it when Seth Rollins came in and cashed in Money in the Bank and, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of snuck one snuck one of, a way to protect Brock Lesnar didn't have to take a pinfall, but they could get the title off of him. 
So it could be another way to, to get the title off of Ronda without having her take a clean pin. Because they're not going to, I don't think they're going to finish it with a screw job as the main event. That's not typical. They like to have a clean pinfall uh, or submission to finish it off. Right. They're, they're, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to have uh, Becky put, the, put Charlotte in the disarmor and get the, the submission victory and, and have everybody go home feeling happy, happy, happy. Yeah, it's also a New York crowd. And for those that don't know, the New York crowd is very strange. They, they, now, it's a MetLife Stadium, so they everything kind of the, the sound doesn't carry. It's not going to carry as well. But they're, I think they're not going to be all for. I think they're going to really not. I think they're going to be behind Becky Lynch, and I think they're going to be even behind Charlotte. It, it could be two baby face treatments from the crowd, and they hate Ronda Rousey. Is how I'm guessing that's going <laughs> to come out. Ronda will be the hated one of the of the three. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but did you see so when she came to the ring tonight? How it looked like she was like, like, like almost like a, a spoiled child. I mean, just I, I just Boo-Boo like I, she's supposed to be like the she, she's supposed to be like the the female Brock Lesnar, and every time she comes to the ring, smiling or in a mini skirt, and she's kind of marching to the ring like she's like she's upset about something, but in a not tough person way it's, it's way, even the music her music to me I'm like oh dear lord I, I never did like her music <laughs> yeah you you definitely on record as saying you're not a, a fan of the of bad reputation being her theme song well bad news for you Jerry is they're gonna have Joan Jett there performing it live so they're going all in on the bad reputation now yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I heard that and I was like, well, it's not that I like, don't like Joan Jett. I just don't. I think when I hear that song, I think of Shrek, not necessarily like <laughs> some badass coming to the ring. Yeah. So, Jason, as the outsider, you're sitting there, you're watching these three women. They got to get along in the six man tag, or else one of them uh, will be dis- disqualified from the from the match at WrestleMania, whatever silly stipulation that was. So they in the match they have Ronda Rousey win and she immediately starts attacking uh, one of the other wrestlers, one of her tag team partners, and they have such such a massive wild pull apart brawl that they have to get security in there and they're beating up the, the male security and then they have to have police get in the ring and they have this crazy ten minute segment with police trying to lead them away and they keep attacking each other and then kicking out cop car windows and stuff like that. What is going through your mind? I, I really want to know when you're seeing such a a hard sell for these women, treating them as if they're supposed to be just the, the wildest, craziest hellcats you've ever seen. And oh my God, they're just going to be so uh, dangerous. They're they're even beating up law enforcement. It, it it's kind of a hard turn and hard to take. I mean, I understand in the arena, you're probably getting a whole different perspective because, you know, so many people are so far away, so they're not getting the up-close view, but you know, the the women's wrestling, all, you know, a lot of it feels very soft, you know, where you, you, know, you got the, the, the real slow elbows and the hits don't look very hard and, and it's a lot of effort and then after that, these are all like badasses punching cops. Uh, yeah, I... <laughs> I don't know, uh, well, you know. So, it, did, it, did it make me uh, want to subscribe to the uh, WWE networks? No. <laughs> I mean, I don't but it's know free. exactly. But it's free, man. What, 
Well, they, oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they, He's they, a new they, subscriber, they, they so it would be free that for him. Yeah, it would be free for me, but I'm not subscribing. Oh. But I, I suppose somebody watching at home is supposed to see that and get all excited. Oh, my God, they needed eight cops to break up these three women. What What's going to happen at WrestleMania? They're really going to tear into each other. I guess that was the... Yeah, I, I don't know if the is this is the target audience like young girls and they're trying to pull trying to pull in, you know, more more female fans. I I don't know. I, I think so. I think after all the, the broad panties and pillow fights and HLA, HLA, I know you remember all of that. Saudi Arabia. Oh. <laughs> Can't let them get in the ring in Saudi Arabia without covering every single stitch of their skin. Yeah. Uh, everything in between. Yeah. After all of that, WWE, I guess they're trying to get all of the social justice and girl power feel good moments that they can. And uh, they, they put this in, as the main event and then getting all the publicity for that uh, and making it winner take all, I guess, supposed to make it even more special. Um, yeah, they're they're going for it. They're going all in on on you know women empowerment and and good for that I, I guess. But uh, the way they're going about it, man, I, I don't know. But the, I, I was I, I'll, I'll say this: they got the element of surprise. As somebody who's been watching this for however many years, and and Jerry, you can speak to it. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect to see uh, uniformed policemen, you know, quote unquote uniformed policemen getting in the ring to, to have to break up the three women and then getting him out there and having him kick the, the cop car uh, window in. And, and it, was, it was a striking visual. So I, I'll give him credit for going for something that at least was surprising because I did not see all that coming. Yeah. I mean, it was, my, my wife was even commenting how it was entertaining to see, you know, of course they had like some of the cops and looking at them, like, I, I understand these are all, Probably rent, uh, wrestlers from other organizations in the in the New York area, uh, extras. But it's like, um, yeah, it was it was uh, um, a lot. Half those cops were extremely underwhelming looking at, but uh, you know it was entertaining. I knew I knew they were all going to get handcuffed in the end. Uh, what scares me is I've seen lots of women's matches, even back at NXT, and I've seen women's matches that would blow away some of the men. Watching Sasha Banks versus Bailey at NXT TakeOver a few years back, one of the top five matches I've ever seen. And it was, and they, they, they rocked it. I swear they were hurting each other. I've seen matches with Charlotte and Sasha Banks. And Becky Lynch is very talented. Uh, where, um, you know, Ronda Rousey, the big comments from the fans like me, is she really has two moves. She has one less move than Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and it's it, they almost needed to have the other two to carry the match. We'll see how it goes. But as you saw during that tag team match, there's a couple of botched moves during one of the women's tag team matches where all of a sudden it's like, it it can go from looking like, Ooh, they're going to get hurt to, um, Holy cow. That didn't look good. Almost like old women's matches of not hard hitting looking and whatnot. And the main, the main event cannot come across like that. But if you've seen Charlotte Flair matches at WrestleMania, she takes, she goes all out with some wrists and, and does moves that you do not see the women do. Um, and, and Becky Lynch is right up there. This is her biggest opportunity. This is all their biggest opportunity ever. But um, uh, I just worry because they're, it just, you know, for the main event, I just don't want it to crack the bed on them. Um, this is a huge opportunity for them and um, a botched spot that all of a sudden doesn't look uh, – 
it, like like Jason said earlier, where all of a sudden you're seeing it, the timing's off and it, the elbow looks half speed and it just looks bad. It, it can it, you don't want your main event to be a popcorn match. No, you're right. It's uh, I, I think there's no doubt that they brought in. Uh, Charlotte to be sort of the third wheel so that they could have Charlotte's of the three, you know, clearly has the most experience and uh, will be able to carry Ronda along and sort of tell her what to do next and all of that stuff. Ronda has been to me over this last year, uh, a lot more impressive than I thought she would be, but they've made sure to keep her matches, you know, three, four, five minutes at the most. Uh, so this this can't be three, four, five minutes as the main event of WrestleMania. They got to go, you know, at least like fifteen, and you you don't want to trust her fifteen minutes with with somebody at this point on such a huge stage because there's almost guaranteed that there will come a point in in her one on one for fifteen minutes where she does something that's just not natural at all, and you go, ooh, that 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 looked really bad. <laughs> So I just can't see them risking any big spots with her involved. So they might do something where she's outside the ring and the other two are going to take those big spots. But, um, you know, Rhonda, they spend a lot of money, and she, she's not up for the task of you're not going to see her jumping off the top rope upside down outside the ring. That's something the other two can do. I just don't see them putting her in that position. She'll, she'll get some hard-hitting, crazy stuff, but I don't think she's going to – I don't think – I think – they're going to save all that crazy uh, acrobatics for the other two. That was the other reason is kind of protecting her into that match. Yeah, Charlotte will be the one doing the moonsault off the off the top to the outside, and Rondo and Becky will be the one catching. Rondo's not going to do anything like that. And no matter who does it, of course, we got the the John Oliver piece this week on uh, this week tonight. Whoever does the craziest move. Uh, they need to have their, their health care ready and, and paid for, and uh, all the fans need to have their wittiest health care chants ready and their signs ready for to let Vince McMahon know. You have to put these guys on health care and, and post-career insurance, and you have to make sure that, that you take care of that. that that's never going to is never going to change. I mean, not until Vince like croaks or something. Uh, this is how it's always been. This is what the industry is, is you take all the bumps and the risk and the pain. And if they want to help you out with some hospital bills here and there, then they will. If they like you, if they don't, then you're just screwed. And, and that's just kind of how it is. But it was, it was, it was interesting. I'll say that to see the subject of all the, the, terrible labor practices of WWE be uh, the subject of like a 23 minute uh, nonstop, no commercial sort of documentary uh, of, of so of like a laundry list of their bad uh, practices that they, that they do to their labor. And it was uh, the week of WrestleMania for something like that to come out. That was, uh, that, that was pretty curious. Yeah. I heard about it. I just didn't see it. Okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was on HBO last night. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. You, you should check it out. It's very uh, eye-opening, especially for people who don't know that that's how things have always been. That they're really going to be like, oh my god, that's that. That's what happens, and that's how they're treated. Wow. So uh, it's probably a lot of stuff we all, you know, we already know, but just to see it summarized and, and tidied up there in uh, in one bow uh, was pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. So back to the uh, the WrestleMania preview itself. Uh, yeah, as you were saying, Jerry, there's uh, another big underdog story coming in the main event, not in the main event, but 
at WrestleMania, uh, it's on SmackDown involving Kofi Kingston against Daniel Bryan. You wouldn't know anything about it from watching Raw tonight because they didn't reference it. Uh, so it's, it's yeah, up to the, yeah, it's going to be all in tomorrow on that one. But not everybody watches SmackDown. Right. I did see us. I did see a spot on that though tonight during the during the show. They did. They did have a brief. I don't know. I would maybe call it like a two or three minute spot uh, where they where they played a clip of of Daniel Bryan. You know, calling Kofi Kingston. Uh, what was it a B plus player? Because they kept playing it over and over and over again. And Kofi Kingston uh-huh. like being played up as the guy who he's he's fought so hard for his chance and um you know so very very interesting sort of like you know the way that 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 he's sort of been thrust into the old Daniel Bryan role. Yeah, exactly. You know, so you've sort of got Daniel Bryan was the guy who was in that spot now has to be the guy to fight him. And in that two minutes, I was like, okay, I understand what they're doing here. I, I thought they were overselling uh, overselling the Kofi Kingston angle a little bit. Uh, I mean, obviously, they're, they're, you know, he seems to be the one that's uh, getting the big, the big run-up here um, for the match. Like, you're supposed to like him. He's the good guy. Uh, so I see him losing horribly at WrestleMania. <laughs> well, you know, he's gonna, he has the opportunity to win that hemp belt. That, that's the other thing he missed was Daniel Bryan's got this kind of his personality of natural living, and he actually made the belt out of wood and hemp and all this. I, I saw that. I'm like, you know what? That is awesome. That is so it awesomely is. cheesy. And uh, I was like, yeah, you, you can keep that. That's good. I'm I'm good. So no, so yeah, yes, it was. It actually was referenced during the show tonight. Um, and that was it, it. It was it was better than the spot with uh, uh, was that Braun Strowman uh, pretending that the two guys <laughs> were the Saturday Night Live. Yeah, that was that was that was a cringeworthy moment. Yes, uh, that whole you, if you look angle at is the- cringeworthy. If you look at the Andre the Giant trophy up close, I bet you there's already his name's already engraved on it. I bet you. <laughs> yeah, that, that was just strange. Actually, the name I think would be engraved on it would be uh, Gronk because I just got a feeling Rob Gronkowski is going to come running out of there and win that thing on on Sunday. He's retired now, so he can come do that. It would be uh, it would be interesting, actually. It would be fitting in the uh, in the Carney tradition of WWE, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, Jason, you uh, haven't, of course, been watching the product. What they did with Daniel Bryan on SmackDown has actually been entertaining. They turned him into a bad guy, right? And then he's his his thing to make you keep hating him is he's turned into like Mister Environmental guy. So he, he calls himself the planet's champion, and you need me to be the champion because I care about the planet more than you. And he took the the, the leather championship and you know got rid of it because it's made of leather. And how could you support a title that's got that's got the leather strap on it? And he brought out this sustainable championship that's made of wood and hemp, like Jerry was talking about, and. Uh, he's his symbol when he comes to the ring on the big screen now is like the big recycling symbol. So he's like Mr. Save the World, Save the Planet. And in in, in pro wrestling, that makes you the bad guy. Because how dare you want to <laughs> save the planet and do good things for the world, you, you piece of garbage. And, and You know, and to really drive that point home, his bodyguard's wearing flannel. <laughs> yeah. 
he's got a big muscle head as his as his uh, heater there next to him. That uh, he's all environmental, just like him, and and they're all. Yeah, this, this is what WWE thinks of Daniel Bryan. This is why they really didn't ever want to push him because they think he's just some crunchy uh, Washington uh, environmental geek guy, and they they don't really take him very seriously. So it's a, it's actually a brilliant way to turn that into heat by making him uh, the the bad guy and making him go out and tell everybody, hey, all you fat beer drinking pieces of garbage around this country. You're all the reason that the planet is going to hell. And they're all like, boo, you suck. I, I, I wonder what the percentage of people in the arena are is that realize just how truthful the things that Daniel Bryan says are and just how big a goobers it makes them seem for hating him for saying it. Because I, I'm guessing it's less than like 5% of them really understand that, uh, hey, he, he's, he's kind of right in all of that. Okay. So I'm going to make a prediction on this one. Is Kofi's going to come up short, and then the New Day's going to come to the ring and give him a hug, and he's going to turn on him. Ooh. That, that would be surprising. I, I think uh, they want Kofi to get to the next level. He needs to separate himself from the goofiness of the – as much as they got have gotten over over the years, and they probably sell a ton of merch, then that's the only reason they won't break them up is how much merchandise they sell to kids. It could be time to have Kofi break off from them and turn heel. And, uh, you know, the crowd uh, might actually like it, the New York crowd. They probably would. They probably would cheer that uh, uh, pretty big just because it's a, it would be a big surprising moment. Um the the one aspect about the Kofi storyline that I like is uh, it sort of mirrors how things work when the, the, the privileged guys get to give out chances to the underprivileged because the way he got to get a title shot is that he had to jump through so many hoops and Vince McMahon just basically uh, put the screws to him. Like he had him wrestle a whole gauntlet match and told him, if you beat these five guys and you'll get a title shot and he beats the five guys. And then this man comes out, um, there's one more guy. And then Daniel Bryan comes out and, and after Kofi's wrestled for an hour and is tired and Daniel Bryan comes out fresh as a daisy and beats him and, oh, guess you don't get your title shot. And then the next week or a couple of weeks later, they, well, if your New Day tag team partners can beat these five tag teams in a gauntlet match, then you'll get a title shot. And uh, they, they wind up beating those teams in a gauntlet match. So finally, Vince McMahon gives him the title shot. It took just, it was a pulling teeth situation. Of course, we all know where it originated from that, uh, Mustafa Ali was supposed to be in the elimination chamber, but got hurt, and Kofi took his place and, and sort of got the underdog push that Mustafa Ali was supposed to be getting. But uh, I, I just like how it shows you how the world sort of works. It, uh, that guys like Vince McMahon, they make you jump through all those hoops. They decide to set up challenges for you to earn their respect. They change the rules of the challenge during the challenge. They claim that that adversity is going to make you stronger. And even though they they don't know what adversity is, because they've never had to endure any. And at the end of the day, whatever you got, you had to work 10 times as hard as everyone else to get it. And that's life. That's what life is all about. If you don't have that privilege, if you don't have the, uh, the, the sitcom mom to get you into the right school, even though you're a dumbass. uh, if you don't have that set up, then you're just going to be lost and, and kicked to the to the curb. And that's society. That's that's how we are. Teach the kids early. Teach them early that this is what society is and that life sucks and, and they need to learn it and learn it fast. Wow. Well, that's a that's a very interesting take on something that is basically scripted television. 
No, I, I like it. I, okay. I like how they how they did that. Oh, because the way the way you were getting into it there, it was like you you actually made it sound like that. They're, oh, they're putting them through. No, that this was it was written that way. Right. Kofi Kingston was part of that. <laughs> yes, he's getting very well compensated for it. I understand. Yes. That. <laughs> okay. I thought you you, you were blurring the lines there a little bit, so I was I wasn't sure if you were losing yourself there for a moment. I was waiting oh, for you to tell me that that that, that baseball's fake. <laughs> All the other sports are it's fake. Still re- it's real. still real to me, damn it. Exactly. <laughs> no, they're blurring the lines. They're the ones that's, that put the the racial undertones into this thing that really didn't have to be there, but they're the ones who did that. Oh. Okay, well we can we can change it to the SJWWE. <laughs> so anyway, no, I, I I've been thinking this whole time that they're just going to put Kofi over just because of the momentum and and deal with it later. They have him lose the title right back to Daniel Bryan like two weeks later or something like that, but. Uh, your your uh, way of looking at it, Jerry, is, is is interesting, and it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me the way uh, WWE thinks and, and the way they operate. I, I could actually see them doing something like that to have him sort of snap and and you know, I, I went through all of this and I still lost. Uh, it's everyone else's fault, and, and make him out to to be the bad guy. That 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 would that that wouldn't surprise me at all. Now the other title match of Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins. The, the the big problem I have with this one is that the last time I did the, the free WWE Network preview thing and, and forgot to cancel my subscription and, and got another <laughs> month's oops, um, I was like, okay, well, let's check out whatever the, the pay-per-view was uh, for that particular month. And so this was a couple years ago. So the main event was Seth Rollins had just did the, the money in the bank thing at WrestleMania that Jason predicted and, and took the, the WWE title or the universal title. And the main event was he, he finally gave the rematch to the champ Brock Lesnar that he uh, sort of beat for the title at WrestleMania, even though he didn't beat Brock Lesnar, he beat Roman Reigns, of course, in that match. But this was the, uh, the, the rematch, the, the big one-on-one that Lesnar never had was Seth who ran in and cashed in money in the bank and ruined WrestleMania or whatever. And uh, Brock Lesnar's beating the living hell out of Seth Rollins, just beat him all around the ring. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, Undertaker shows up and attacks Brock Lesnar for the horrible, horrible crime of beating the Undertaker clean at WrestleMania himself. And, uh, that was just, oh, my God, that's the, the worst thing that could have happened the, the year before that Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker clean in the middle of the ring. And for doing that, Undertaker decides to come out and attack Lesnar and ruin the title match. And I, I honestly never really got over that was the end of the main event of that particular car was uh, Rollins was supposed to have given up the championship to Brock Lesnar because Lesnar was, was, was just beating him around the ring from pillar to post. And Undertaker just came in and ruined the whole thing. And now so now we got the main event of WrestleMania. Well, it's really not the main event. The women are. But you got the, the big title match. The, the, the Universal Championship match is supposed to be Lesnar-Rollins one-on-one again. I have no reason to think that, that Rollins would compete against Brock Lesnar. Because the one time they had a one-on-one match, Lesnar was beating the hell out of him. And they haven't done much of anything to get me excited for for that match. And then tonight, 
is the big go home moment and the big moment where you're supposed to see something to make you believe that Seth Rollins has a chance against Brock Lesnar. And what do they have him do? Go low. Uh, that just reminded me of how overmatched Rollins was when the first time that they had a one-on-one match. So, uh, and, and they even made light of it afterwards. Uh, well, you know, you, if you do that during the match, you're going to be disqualified at WrestleMania. Uh, so there's no way I, I don't think they can put Rollins over Lesnar, no matter how tired of Lesnar people might be. And even, and even if they do, that's, it's going to be a fluke, right? Right, Jerry? It's just going to be a, a slip on a banana peel. It's not going to be anything that you can take seriously. Uh, and it, there's no way Seth Rollins can beat Lesnar in a way that you would take it seriously. Well, you know, he's a baby face this time. So that's oh, different. totally different. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, Brock, I don't know what his contract status is. Um, I keep hearing he wants to go back to MMA or he wants, you know, he's, not wanting to, he hates doing the travel and whatnot. I, I don't know. It, um, you know, in, in the last few WrestleManias where everybody predicted he was going to lose. But um, for some reason, I think Seth's been waiting for his moment. Um, he had some great momentum when he had the title and then he blew his knee out. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out if they're going to do something creative. Like, because if, if Brock is leaving again, I don't know if he is or isn't, but. This is a good this is a good moment for Paul Heyman to turn on Brock for the third time, or would they? You know, Brock's never really lost clean except for like the Bill Goldberg fluke at Survivor Series where the main event was three minutes long and Goldberg wiped him out. And right. I don't think it was three minutes. I think it was two minutes. And um, they kind of had him beat him old fashioned Goldberg style. And I don't, you know. I, I think the hardcore fans that show up to WrestleMania would be get behind Seth. And, um, you know, I wouldn't put it past them to, to put him over, but um, I don't see both championships flipping that night. So I kind of have it where Seth is going to pull it off, but Daniel Bryan is going to, is going to go over Kofi uh, barely. It'd be a hard fought match with a handshake possibly even. Huh? We got, we got to see. You got to see one of those at least at WrestleMania. So I got to figure out where that's going to happen. Right. And I got it the other way. I got Kofi going over and and Lesnar losing to Roll or uh, Lesnar beating Rollins. And and it probably will be close. They'll make it a competitive match. It's not going to be a five minute squash. Um, but and it'll probably be pretty good because Seth Rollins can go. Uh, and and Brock Lesnar is when he's motivated can also go. But yeah, we we got it uh, in in separate viewpoints as far as those two uh, title matches go. Uh, Jason, what were your uh, impressions of the the opening segment with Brock Lesnar and and Seth Rollins? Oh, I, I'm tired of I'm tired of Paul Heyman. I've decided that. <laughs> I I think that you know when there's a big contender and and he can get up there and and then sort of spout his venom. Uh, he could really build up a match, and 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 because Brock Lesnar doesn't doesn't say anything, he just kind of stands there, he just gets the shit eaten grin, and then laughs, you know, like kind of like huffs to himself, doesn't really say anything, so he lets Paul Heyman do all the talking. But but Seth Rollins, I mean, it's funny when they showed the like the the match card, you know, where they actually were like going through and they were showing all the different wrestlers, and it was basically like their you know their their photo 
of the guys next to each other, and you realize that Brock Lesnar is like twice the size of Seth Rollins. Like, yeah, that looks yeah. fair. <laughs> um, yeah, so so Paul Heyman standing up there doing his his spiel, trying to get me excited for this match was it, it wasn't it wasn't getting it done, you know. And and, and it's it's names I know. I mean, every almost like I don't think there's anybody really. There's there's like, okay, so this guy's gonna wrestle this guy, and this guy's gonna wrestle this guy, and this guy's gonna wrestle this guy, and we're gonna call these the different the different titles. So, I mean, it, it's a match. Is, is this any any more or less exciting than than Brock Lesnar and oh, Roman Reigns? Ugh. Right. You know, I mean, uh, Seth Rollins I think has more moves than Roman Reigns. I mean, Roman Reigns' move is just punch you in the face. Correct. Seth Rollins is uh, way more entertaining, and I think that their styles are going to work well together because when you put Brock with another big guy, those matches don't don't go well. Uh, they just don't. Uh, they, the, the the styles they they're the same style, and they just they just don't look well. I've seen him against Big Show and other ones, but Seth can flip and fly for him. So when he gets in a devastating move, it's, the sell job is going to be outstanding. But at the same time, he's going to take these massive risks and, um, that Brock won't take. Uh, we're not going to see a shooting star press ever again from, from Brock no. after when he pulled it. He's lucky he didn't. He, he, um, I, think, I think it could be a great match that Seth would carry. Uh, and and um, I, that, I'm actually excited for that match just because I've, 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 you know, Seth on his A game is just unbelievable. He hasn't done this. I haven't seen him do this in a while, but where he'll, he'll literally um, do a standing jump like Undertaker does, but he can get further. He'll do a flip over the top rope. Uh, or not, I mean, he'll actually jump from the mat over the top rope onto somebody. And uh, he'll actually not do it at the entrance ramp style. He'll actually do it on the side of the barrier, the barricades, and not – go too far. It's I, every time I'd see him do that, it's like, how do you not land on the barricade and blow your knee out or miss or what? But I, I'm going to see, he's going to assess the, to me has lacked a, his only WrestleMania moment was cashing in the money in the bank, which is, was a cool moment to me, but I, I would like to see him to see where, where he can go from here. And I think he could have a really good match with, with Brock. No, I agree. I think it's, I think if they uh, give him enough time, I think it'll, it will be a very uh, entertaining match. Uh, Ricochet took that uh, that flip dive from from stuff at least for tonight. Uh, the the dive that Ricochet did, I was like, oh my god! I, I thought he blew his knee out on the barricade too. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, and then the, uh, my oh, go ahead. My final thing on the Seth Rollins: the only way, I mean, the suspension of disbelief. The only way they'll give him, you know, that he'll have that fighting chance against Brock is maybe an early injury in the match by, by Brock. Was something happened where a rib or a leg or a something that would give him the advantage in the match to make it a little more believable? I, I see that kind of happening. Mm-hmm. I can see something like that too. Yeah, Brock selling a leg the entire match. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Well, and speaking of that, uh, there was there was a moment that. I need you guys, since you're the wrestling experts, to fill me in on here as a moment that actually looked a little real to me tonight, uh, which, yeah, which was Rey Mysterio twisting his knee. <laughs> that uh, looked like he was supposed to land and get out of, you know, with, with the, the flip over, and he was supposed to, I think it looked like he was supposed to land and 
the match was going to continue as usual, but it looked like he just crumpled. And that looked that looked like he hurt himself. I know he continued on in the match, but that was that was one of those moments to me. And you guys could tell me if that was totally fake, but he 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 sold a, a, an injury very well if that's the case. Jerry, you got a ruling on that? 2019 WWE, they stop matches over that stuff now. Hmm. Um, I mean, I've seen stingers. Uh, when I remember when Sting got that got uh, the stinger in the corner. I mean, they literally stopped everything. Uh, now I know this is a knee injury, but if it was, you know, I feel like they they check on. Th- I can't remember. Did they go to commercial when that happened? Uh, no, but there was a long period of you know where where the the official was checking on him and he was kind of rolling around and I, it it looked like he just basically played through it if that's the the term that I can mm-hmm. use like he was hurt but he wasn't hurt bad enough that he couldn't continue um, mm-hmm. and and by the end of the match he, he seemed like he was but it, it it didn't seem like he was himself after that so it looked like somebody who had had hurt his leg. Uh, I, I didn't see. I didn't see in the the let's say the story of the match that the guy he was wrestling, you know, needed an injury angle <laughs> to beat up on this little guy. Ooh, look at you acting like you watched a product. Um, I, I'm I'm on Jerry's side. I'm, I, I'll admit I didn't pay all that close of attention to Rey Mysterio versus Baron Corbin. I didn't watch every second of it. Uh, but from what I saw, it looked like just good. You know, great selling by Rey Mysterio because that's what he does. As he's been doing this for twenty some odd years, he's very good at selling and making you believe that he's really hurt. So I really think that was just him. Um, however, I'll grant that it might have been uh, some sort of twinge because the man is in his mid forties now, and so it wouldn't <laughs> yeah, surprise he, me he, if he... He, he has he has knees of glass. His knees have yes. been worked on so many times over the years. So did you? You both may be right. There may have been a twinge uh, that was real there, but also if it was really, uh, if it was really bad, they would put up the the X and go to a different finish and and get out of there quickly. They they don't want guys working uh, on injuries because that's not not only is that bad publicity, of course, that if you find out later that they let them keep working even though they hurt themselves, but they put the opponent in jeopardy too because they can't really support the uh, the opponent so they might hurt someone else in the process as well so ah, okay back back to yeah, the healthcare when, when thing, he you know. when he landed on the flip off the top uh, you know and you only caught it sort of uh, in, in a very like in the bottom right hand corner of the screen because of the way that the can, camera angles kept shifting around was you definitely like saw him land and then like sort of crumple and fall and it looked like it was meant to be a clean landing that was that was sort of sort of botched. So mm. I, I didn't know. But since you didn't really watch the match, wait a minute. Why I, am I, I Honestly, it? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I it was on, and I was watching, and you know, surfing and that and stuff. I, I didn't pay all of my perfect attention to Rey okay. Mysterio versus Baron Corbin. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's Baron Corbin's uh, attire is very it's very distracting. He's got the whole. I don't work out, so I have to wear a shirt thing going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It looks like he's wearing, like, work clothes. Yeah, well, the, I remember when he was in NXT, he, you know, he, would, he wouldn't he would wear a shirt, but it was so funny because he 
had kind of a build, but then his stomach area was like completely kind of flabby. That was always kind of like, eh, he kind of works up and kind of not, not so much the core. <laughs> I got a feeling Vince is like, you're covering that. You're going to shave yeah. your head because you're going clearly bald and you're going to be wearing a shirt. It's almost like the, uh, who, uh, oh, I can't remember the guy that had the chest protector for years. Uh, not not in the uh, shield. He was in, nation, <laughs> he was in the nation of domination. Oh, D'Lo Brown, yeah. D'Lo Brown's chest protector was to cover his gut for years. That was, that was <laughs> yeah, there's all sorts of smoke and mirrors that they use to, to cover up these guys. Some are not so great physiques. Uh, but man, what a what a heat machine Baron Corbin has become, huh? He's just nobody wants to see him ever at all, especially. Now with the, the he's named Kurt Angle's you know last opponent for at WrestleMania, nobody wanted that. Uh, he, he's not good in the ring, uh, but he's I, he's better on the microphone uh, than I thought. He's better on the stick than I thought. So he's been making people mad and getting a lot of heat lately. And uh, I guess he's found his calling. He is he is definitely a heat magnet right now. Yeah, he's I've always liked him, even at NXT. Um, he has that edge to him. He's a real big, big guy. Uh, his deep six move is, is his 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 trademark moves are are real good. Um, you know, just, just the way they have him dressed up coming to the ring, I'm like, come on, man. I hope for WrestleMania they can do something different with the guy as far as his, 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 as far as what he's wearing to the ring and everything. The Andre the Giant Battle Royal a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, I believe he did. But. You know, they haven't done a – I mean, they had an angle where he was kind of running raw for a while and had him and stuff. But, you know, hopefully they they can get elevated here. I, I, uh, you know, I have a – I find it really – Kurt Angle's been, like, losing, like, all the time on raw now. And I'm like, they're going to have him go out on a high note. And the crowd – the kind of heat Baron's getting is the – Wrong kind of heat. It's actually they really do don't like the fact that he's taking on Trump being the last opponent. But I think I think they're going to make everybody happy and have Kurt go out on a win because he's lost so many times on Raw. No, yep, I agree. Yeah, yeah that's that's a, that's a that's a pretty common move though, right? You know, you you beat a guy down, do you have him lose a ton in the run up to the WrestleMania, so that's when he can get the big win. I mean, we we that does seem like you know there's a, something that they go to the well with a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, usually when a guy's retiring, they go out on their back. So I assumed originally he was going to have to lose to somebody, but they had to lose so many weeks. I'm like, ah, they're going to go the other way now, and they'll have him go out a win, go out on a win. Okay. Right. The guys and that I don't, and re- I don't, and I, go ahead. Usually, yeah, usually the guys that are retiring that that go on a losing streak and and lose their way out. They don't announce that they're retiring and having their farewell farewell match at WrestleMania. That that's for the the good the feel good moments. That's for the Roddy, Roddy Piper at WrestleMania three uh, those type of situations. Uh, unless it's like a retirement stipulation, that would be different. If it was something where, like what Triple H is going to do with Batista now, where uh, if he loses, he has to retire, or like what Shawn Michaels did, uh, or what Ric Flair did against Shawn Michaels. Uh, but usually, but when it's something like this where he's saying, no matter what, win, lose, or draw, this is my last match, that's for the feel-good moment where the guy, you know, is, is going to go out on top. Mm-hmm. So did they, uh, Jason, did they do a good job as far as the Triple H-Batista match of sort of having you understand what's going on there or what or why they're 
having a conflict or what what's at stake there? The two yeah, old well, guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, they were making the big deal about Batista coming in, and he went into the ring and pointed at a highlight of himself and how amazing he is, and how many teams he's, how many times he's beaten Triple H, and and you know, and then yeah, Triple H just gotta give it up, can't wrestle anymore if he yeah. yeah. You know how serious those stipulations are. I don't think he's going to lose. I don't either. No. And it, yeah, yeah, he's, the he's is, just a big Hollywood star, so they're, they're throwing a lot of money at him. Come back, he, you know, he, he he's a huge name. He's going to get a huge, you know, pop from the crowd. I mean, he got one tonight, um, so I'm sure they'll they'll run out there like two big slabs of roast beef and hit each other a bunch of times and smack <laughs> into each other. And I, but I don't see Triple H losing. The ego's too big. He's not going out. Yeah, he's, he's going to dust off the sledgehammer. Batista not, doesn't have anything past WrestleMania. I think this is just a big payday. Yeah. He's in, he's out. So there's no, there's no, there doesn't really give anything to Batista to win. Uh, Triple H is, I think he's 50. And um, I, I, they're going to, they're going to dust him off for, special occasions like they do now. And uh but I think the the sledgehammer is gonna come out come into play and he'll finish up Batista and they'll it'll and Triple H's WrestleMania record is actually far from stellar. So this will get him that win. I think his last win was against the Sting. Oh yeah, that that clusterfuck. Yeah. Oh so, that was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he he more he more or less in the real world would have killed him the, the way that match. The guy got right up. I was like, here we go. Now we're buddies. Right. <laughs> then they brought out forty other guys from WCW to brawl and with the NWO DX brawl, and it's like, what what are we doing here? What's what's going on? Um, I, I thought the NWO was going to come out in those rascal scooters or something. I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> Yeah, but Triple H doesn't seem old enough to lose one of these matches yet. So, and he, as far as I know, he's not injured or you know masking anything where he he's going to be able to not go out and like you said do these events and and you know he's got several more WrestleManias in him. So I I would be stunned if Batista wins this match. He's gonna he's gonna fly in. He's gonna like I said, they're gonna they're gonna hit each other a bunch of times, you know, and and then he'll fly away with his with his million. They got it uh, uh, no holds barred so they can do all the gimmicks and stunts that they want. They might have other people run in and make that another clusterfuck. And, and in the end, like Jerry said, uh, Triple H will get the sledgehammer and take Batista out, and that'll be the end of that. Actually, the the highlight footage that Batista pointed to uh, showed you why Triple H is going to win this match because Triple H did such a great job of doing the job to Batista to make him the big star uh, 65 years ago, however long that was. Where yeah, he, he looked young. Batista looked young in those highlights. He had hair. Look, yeah. You know that's a long time ago. Batista had hair. Um, yeah, Triple H, Triple H put him over for the title at WrestleMania, put him over in a, a rematch the next month, and then put him over a third time in a Hell in a Cell a few months after that. Uh, so that's 3-0 and against Triple H that, made, that just made Batista, just completely made him from that point forward, uh, there's no way Triple H is losing a fourth time to Batista with his career on the line. He's going to get that win back. You, Jerry, you remember, I know you remember this. 
remember how awful Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior in WCW? Remember how awful that match was because it was so far past their prime, but Hogan had to get that win back. He lost to clean to Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania six and, and he no matter how long it took, he was going to get that win back. He was going to, to even the score and make sure that it was gonna even even though it was two guys who clearly don't need to be in the ring, Hogan still made sure that they got Warrior in the ring and, and he got his win back. And I think there's a little it's not quite that bad, but it's sort of leaning towards that direction with Triple H and Batista. Neither one of them really ever have to wrestle again. They're so far past their primes. But Triple H is going to get that, get get some revenge and, and get those wins back over Batista. I, I have no doubt about that one. Oh yeah, return the favor and just remember DX is going in the Hall of Fame, so maybe they'll come mm-hmm. out, you know, to help them out. Uh, but yeah, Hogan, I the Hogan Warrior thing, I still can't get past the whole seeing the Ultimate Warrior in the mirror crap. I'm like, are you kidding me? And uh, yeah. He did the thing to so Piper, horrible. if you recall. Piper came to WCW, and then he had to get that win over Piper, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm not bitter. <laughs> no, I, Hogan is not the type to, to keep a grudge or remember things like that. Not at all. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, Jason, that's one of the matches that's so bad, you're lucky you never saw it. It was that bad. Now that, I want to see was, it. <laughs> now you want to see the train wreck. Just to, no, you don't. Take my word for you. No, you don't. You, you really don't. Uh, so what else we got at WrestleMania? They got the Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. That, uh, Jerry, I don't know how uncomfortable you are with it. I'm, it's really wrestling 101, sort of what they're doing with the booking of Reigns and McIntyre. You got the good guy who has the, the setback, and he's just, try, he's just trying to recover. He's just trying to overcome and the bad guy keeps sneak attacking them and making light of, of the, the setback that the good guy is having. It's really classic wrestling. I, I don't like the fact, I guess, that they're, the, the setback that they're using is real. As Roman Reigns had leukemia and had to step down uh, for, for half a year or so, and, and now he's back. And they actually have, uh, Jason, they actually have Drew McIntyre reference the leukemia in promos and stuff like you may have beat leukemia, but you're going to die against me. Stuff like that. Oh, and I, it, I know it's, yeah, it's, I know it's wrestling, yeah. but yeah, that's, yeah, that's a little harsh anything. to me. I mean, they'll use any yeah, angle. And I, did, I did notice the WWE tradition of as soon as you put a microphone in Roman Reigns face, somebody's going to run up and start punching them. Here comes some other people. Because he was, <laughs> I don't know, he was about a sentence or two into cutting his promo or his interview, and dude beats him up. Because That's you, you progress. Just, you have to do whatever you can to get the microphone away from Roman Reigns as fast as you can. That may have been more words combined than all the other go-home WrestleMania Monday Night Raws before this. Because you're right, they don't let him talk at all. No. When it's time to to go home and promo the show, he doesn't get any mic time hardly at all. Uh, so you're right that that's what they do when they uh, they they gave him an, an open mic when it was time to uh, talk about leukemia and overcoming that. And you know what? He was excellent, just being real and talking about you know I'm I'm not Roman Reigns. I'm Joe Anoa'i, and and I've been fighting leukemia for this many years and. Uh, I, I'm not gonna go home and soak about it. I'm gonna fight him. You know, it, it was it was great. It was it was real stuff and it was good. And 
they need to do a lot more real stuff like that because when you have him do the fake stuff, he's terrible at it. But then uh, <laughs> to have McIntyre use it, though, I, that, I'm I just I'm a little squeamish when you come when you when you come around and stuff like that. You know, the man's got real kids at home sitting there watching this and uh, listening to this guy reference his, his cancer battle. It's like, ah, yeah, that's, cancer didn't beat you, but I will. Basically, yeah. Uh, for you know the publicly traded WWE, that's a little in poor taste. Just a little bit, and, and like I said, it's classic wrestling. It, it not there's not too many angles that can be sort of done classically these days. So I, I guess that's uh, you almost want to be uh, as classless as WWE and say, well, thank goodness for Roman Reigns' leukemia because he was getting shit on all the time before that, and now he's actually getting light. So <laughs> that's what it's hey, like. It, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I guess we'll people cheer. To like I mean, him. He's, he's fighting cancer. I guess we can't boo him anymore. Okay, I guess we'll <laughs> like him now. <sighs> it does it's sound like a Jim Cornette. It, it does sound like a Jim, Jim Cornette movie. He's a heel. Yeah, you know, you don't want people like cheering leukemia. You know, they're bringing signs. <laughs> you know. Well, you know what? <laughs> well. That New York crowd, those kids just kill it. <laughs> just kill it. Cause, I don't know. I mean, kind of got behind Roman Reigns now, but unfortunately. But you never know that New York crowd. It could just be nasty. I'm just glad uh, Drew McIntyre is seeing an opportunity on a big stage. Right. No, he's, he's worked very hard and, and deserves that. No doubt about that. Uh, yeah, one of you the know, one of the few people uh, on the show tonight that I did not have any exposure to yet. Other, you know that that was that was refreshing to see somebody new, and, and it's, it shows how much of a uh, how much of a deal it is that they just had these guys sort of recycling over and over again. Drew McIntyre is like a fifteen year veteran, but he's fresh to you because they haven't shoved him down your throat all this time. Yeah, yeah, he left the company for to retool to retool himself and better at what he's doing, and he came back to NXT of all things and. Really, they did some great things with him and brought him back into the fold. And I think they've done a better job, a much better job than the first time around. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, there's conspiracy theories. Uh, just going back to the leukemia for one second. You know, they're out there uh, online and guys saying, "Well, you know, if he was really, if he really had leukemia, would he be back that quick? And was it really? You know, uh, is that real? Is that real? Is that fake? Is that you know?" It, oh, so. <laughs> Oh, that's some. That's something. If, if you Jesus. don't, you don't fake the. Yeah, no. No, that well, actually had that actually made the news, like the the actual news when that happened. Well, they, but think about it though. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying that they tried for years to get this guy over and to get people get people to like him, and they just shit all over him for years and years and years, and now. Hey, we love Roman Reigns. We we can't boo him. He, he he's fighting cancer. We love him. I'm I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I I know I I know it was real, but I'm just pointing out wow, yeah. the, the the theories are out. There. I I always said that the, the the crowd not liking Roman Reigns. I've always had to thank my boy CM Punk for that because when he was getting interviewed on a podcast after he left WWE, he was like behind the scenes saying how oh yeah they told me I had to make Roman Reigns look, make sure I make Roman Reigns look strong and he. He basically was admitting that they're building up Roman Reigns and that's who they're going to force on everybody's throat. So as soon as that hit the water, 
everyone's just, just like all the smart fans are like just crapping all over him. There's nothing the guy could do right. But if you remember when the Shield first got together, they loved Roman Reigns until CM Punk was like, yeah, they're making they're making him look real strong, and you know, I got to make him look strong when I win that match, and I can't I can't this and that. And, and then when he kind of made came out with that, that's when the crowd kind of started turning on Roman Reigns. Yeah, there's a lot to that. There's also when he was being pushed that the crowds around the country were really rallying, starting to rally behind Daniel Bryan. They wanted to see him get pushed to the top, and WWE was doing their best to squash him completely. Like I, I still remember that Royal Rumble that Roman Reigns won, that they were expecting Daniel Bryan to win, and WWE didn't even put Daniel Bryan in the Rumble. They got to number 30, and whoever came out was like, oh, come on, he's not even entered? Rey, what the hell? It was Rey Mysterio, and the guy got booed out of the building because it <laughs> right. was just because it wasn't Dan- You know, Rey Mysterio is beloved in this company. He will be a Hall of Famer, and he, he's, he, he's done a lot for the business. And when he got number 30 and came out, the crowd went crazy, just booed him out of the building. And not because of, not because it was Mysterio, but because it wasn't Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. And, and so whoever won that Royal Rumble, I think, would have gotten the same kind of vitriol that Roman Reigns got. But Roman Reigns happened to be the guy who won that particular Royal Rumble. And from that point forward, it's really been ramped up. Uh, as far as the Roman Reigns hatred, because he wasn't the, the chosen one. But uh, but no, the, the CM Punk thing, uh, I, I do remember that. I think that had something to do with it as well, because he really did point out, hey, you know, I'm you know, I'm, I'm really supposed to be making this guy look like a monster here. Uh, so, yeah, well, that's the, I think that covers a lot of the, the raw angles. Um, the the SmackDown angles are harder to discuss with Jason because they didn't really cover him too much. Although Jason saw the three minute vignette on AJ uh, on Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston, I honestly didn't even uh, pay attention to that. Um, so they got uh, the the other big angle that they're they're going to give a lot of time to on SmackDown tomorrow night. Unfortunately, is I don't even want to talk too much about it, but they. Uh, Jason, they got Jay McMahon involved again, and he he still wrestles as terribly as, as you remember. I they, there uh, was a promo on about that tonight too. Did you even watch the show? Yes, I, but oh, okay. honestly, the the promos I I really do <laughs> oh, okay, block yes. out in because I'm because a... I'm watching every week, so I know about yes. you know when they start a promo, I'm like okay, I already know this story, and I sort of block it out <laughs> in my mind. No, there was a there was a promo uh, that, that that was cut where they were talking about the the Shane McMahon and uh, I the Miz. Mm-hmm. Um, and after Raw was over, not realizing Raw was over, I was I, I it took me about three or four minutes into the Miz's TV show to realize that it wasn't <laughs> like a promo and it was a TV show, and it was god awful. It was a reality show. It was bad. Um, <laughs> So well, it's a reality show. No, so. they they did cut. Yeah, I mean they 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 have to uh, they have to keep. Well, obviously he's the son of the boss, so he can do whatever he wants. Uh, evidently, so now he's feuding with the Miz, and he uh, it, it all started, uh, Jason, and, and even more. This is about as ridiculous a sentence as, as I could as I could say, even for WWE. The feud started when. The Miz got to the finals of a best in the world tournament in Saudi Arabia and got an injury 
and Shane McMahon decided to substitute in for him and beat a real wrestler, I think it was Dolph Ziggler, to win the Best in the World tournament. So it started because Shane McMahon uh, was declared Best in the World in a tournament in Saudi Arabia that The Miz uh, thought he should have won. So they uh, get over that difference to actually become a tag team and win the tag team titles briefly in January, uh, but then lost the titles and uh, Shane McMahon is the one that snapped when they lost the titles and turned on Miz and attacked Miz and his father, who happened to be at ringside. And it, it, it's about as ridiculous as I'm describing it, uh, that the Shane McMahon is being this uh, angry macho guy that, that's, that's beating up uh, an actual wrestler in The Miz. And I can't stand The Miz. I, I, I don't ever need to see him on my TV again. I say that every year. Uh, but at least he's an actual trained wrestler, unlike Shane McMahon. Uh, but they're going to have a match uh, at WrestleMania. It's, of course, they're going to have that false count anywhere so they can uh, mask the fact that it's going to be a terrible match so they can go brawl through the crowd and, and try to make that somewhat exciting. And Shane's going to take some crazy dive or bump off of something or other because that's what he does every WrestleMania. Uh, but, Jerry, I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm not interested in anything Shane McMahon does in a ring because I know – that no matter and and I understand he puts himself his body through a lot of shit and he does a lot of stuff that a lot of other guys wouldn't do. But it almost getting back to to the healthcare thing, he can do that. He's a McMahon. Everything he does to his body will be covered by WWE because he's a McMahon. So he can do all of that other garbage that he does, falling off ladders and stuff. Uh, but but things that you know, the Miz for example maybe can't necessarily do because he doesn't have that kind of coverage. Uh, it, again, it just points out sort of the the, the privilege of, of the McMahon family, and they can do whatever they want. Yeah, and I think you know, there's a crowd that remembers Shane from 15, 20 years ago with Kurt Angle and crazy stunts, and you know, this match just disinterests me. Um, I guess I I'm trying to. I think I'd rather see this than them trying to go back to the nursing home and see if they can check out Undertaker one more time. I'm just glad they're leaving him be and we'll throw this in there. The Undertaker has been painful to watch the last couple of WrestleManias. It's just painful to watch. And, um, yeah, so Miz and Shane, you know, usually Shane, you know, you know, it's going to be a crazy stunt, but with the, the Miz, I'm like, eh. You know, I respect the Miz because I just remember watching MTV when he was on a reality show and he had this character and he wanted to be a pro wrestler and he was going to call himself the Miz. And it's hilarious to see how he is now. And I'm like, oh, my God, he, he literally became his dream. I'm really proud of him. I just don't like his his getup and his outfits are weird and I don't get them. <laughs> and his, his Jeff Jarrett finisher is terrible. And <laughs> I, I I don't know. That's just my opinion. You have a lot more respect for him than I do. Yeah, he worked hard to get to to where he's gotten. So I, I, I I'll give him his props for that as well. But I don't, uh, I don't care to to watch him really ever again myself. But hey, at least they found someone that makes him look good in the ring in in Shane. So at least they got that. Uh, I, I just, I just can't with that whole storyline. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm as disinterested as you are. Uh, they have a much better wrestling match uh, on SmackDown. Uh, actually, a couple of them. Um, AJ Styles and Randy Orton uh, are going to go one-on-one, and that should be really, really good depending on how many minutes they're given. And, and I, I, I like some of the sort of dog whistles that they've thrown in there, Jerry, that 
the, the smart marks like you and me would recognize uh, some of the, the, the history, uh, each other's history that they've thrown into the promos building this matchup. I, I, I'm excited for the match because, I mean, to me, I could they could they could actually take Randy Orton out and put a broomstick in, and I would be excited because AJ Styles <laughs> can work work a broomstick. And um, the guy is in his early 40s and can in his performance level and the fact that the WWE is behind him uh, the last few WrestleManias and world is is you know allowing him to perform at this high level still. Where usually when guys get to be this age, they start to they're you know unless they're at that top tier. And the guy came in with you know, already kind of had his name and gimmick and everything, so he wasn't created by Vince. And to be able to achieve what he has has been pretty amazing. So, um, you know, I think it, you know, I think AJ is going to, he always goes into these, these kind of matches trying to steal the show. And I think Randy Orton could be a great, great guy to dance with in the ring. Yeah, we've, all these guys that we've talked about over the years, Jason, that we are ready for them to get this fresh start. And so there's not exactly the same guys over and over again at the top that everyone gets sick of. And so very slowly, little by little, these guys have made their way in and, and made a name for themselves. AJ Styles was one of them uh, that you've heard us talk about. Samoa Joe is another one, and he's going to be there. Uh, he's the United States champion. He'll be defending against Rey Mysterio. So it's great to see Joe on the big stage with something to do uh, at WrestleMania. Uh, defending the U.S. title, you know, is, is not so prestigious as that might be. It, it's something. At least it's, at least it's not in a battle royal, you know what I mean? Uh, they're, they're, they're slowly trying to get some of these guys uh, in there that, that, are, uh, that you haven't heard of so much. Like you say, Drew McIntyre is uh, someone that's kind of fresh to you as well. So it, it's coming. It's, it's very slow coming, but uh, slowly they're getting some of these newer, newer guys in there. No, that that I think that's I think that's good. Um, but, you know, although AJ Styles is a name that I've I've been aware of from doing these shows with you guys for the last two three years, you know. But it's usually, yep. uh, it, but more of the most of the time, it's more of a lamentation of wow, I wish they'd give these guys some of the big right. stage. So it was interesting that you brought up that match because as I was ticking through the. You know, all the when they actually towards the end of the show went through and and rifled off the promo of all the matches at WrestleMania. That was one of the few that actually jumped out to me as actually having like watchability. Yeah, because it was going to be a couple of guys going up there and 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 you know going to work, <laughs> and it, and it was and it was going to probably be very entertaining. Um, not a lot of I, I wasn't sensing much in the way, and I don't I know this is probably more of a SmackDown thing. I wasn't catching any. Any angle, they, there was no promo um, that talked about that match at all. But that was one of the matches when they when they threw it up there. I was like, well, of course, you know, you, you've got to throw you've got to throw a bone to Randy Orton. Um, it seems like he wrestles every year at WrestleMania, and you know, in, in, in less and less and less important matches. <laughs> <laughs> and but he still goes out there and he does a good job, and he's a name that people know. And uh, yeah. Uh, that but that was one of the ones that actually jumped out to me as as being you know entertaining. The, it's not for anything, but an entertaining right. match. No, you're right. It, it should be very entertaining. Uh, yeah, Randy's one of those guys that he's, they've already given him the title 13 times. So 
to to keep him at the top again. That it would it would be encroaching on the the Brock Lesnar uh, Triple H type territory. Like him again? Oh God! So, yeah. so they're dialing it. They're definitely dialing it back with him. So this is a sort of a perfect slot for him to just uh, get another guy that he's going to work well with, and they can. Uh, like I said, I don't know how much time they're going to be given, but if they get if they get ten minutes, uh, it, it'll be really good. And if they get like fourteen or fifteen, it'll be really really good. Well, you know, and you need matches like that when you're looking at a card on this WrestleMania where there's clearly gimmick matches. <laughs> you know, there 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 are some matches that's just not probably going to have a whole lot of a lot of entertainment value uh, overall. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, if this is a match that gets you know a little bit maybe a little bit of an extended run um, to kind of hide some of the other matches that, that we're not that excited about. You just don't respect the yeah, demon, it, man. The, the, the demon's oh, going to come and destroy. Come on. I laughed out loud. <laughs> you know, and the demon gimmick in NXT was done so well because they didn't have him speak when he was doing it. He just came to the ring in his weird way, you know, usually crawling with smoke and everything. And and then all of a sudden, to where like he opened his mouth and was like, "Yeah," I'm like, "Oh, dude, you serious? <laughs> Are you serious? You just destroyed the care." I remember when NXT did a, a, a show in London, and he actually came out as the demon, but he had like a top hat and cloak and a chainsaw, like he was trying to be like a weird Jack the Ripper thing. It was yeah. awesome. It was, a lot of his entrances were great and the style, and then all of a sudden. They literally like doink the clown them. I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" How many wrestlers over the years have totally destroyed their careers the moment they open their mouths? <laughs> yeah, it, it, unfortunately, it, it does happen that way. But also, it's the guy at the top, Vince McMahon, who doesn't clearly doesn't understand how to get that gimmick over or what to do. To get it over, so he, you know, have him, have him open his mouth. I don't. That's just weird that he's coming out there crawling around. Take that makeup off and and have him speak and have him smile and and pop his leather coat. That'll be cool. The kids will love that. So, it's another to me another example of the the old guy doesn't know how to get somebody over and, and just totally destroys what made them special in the first place. Well, they ruined it when when um, Finn Balor first came to to from the NXT over. And I think he was up against Seth Rollins, and he was going to show up as they also they call him the Demon King. And the problem was the way Seth Rollins talks; every it sounded like he was saying the Demon Kane. And, it, <laughs> and all of a sudden, they brought him out as the Demon to the crowd, and nobody's seen him that haven't watched NXT yet. And it wasn't even for the match; it was the I think it was the Monday Night Raw before the next pay per view. And I was like, why don't you just save that for the pay per view? Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. I just think they mishandled. And then, of course, he got his big opportunity. He was the first winner of the Universal title. And what happens on that show? He blew his shoulder out. And he had to give up. The, he couldn't even defend the title. So he, had to, he was out for a while. And it seems like he floundered after that. So hopefully, I don't know if Bobby Lashley can give him a good match. Uh, Finn is an amazing wrestler. Hopefully, he can work around Bobby. Uh, this is a similar situation to. Seth and Brock, but I think Brock is more talented than Bobby. Maybe I'm, I didn't follow him when he was, I know he was wrestling in other companies. So maybe he's uh, quite a bit more talented than when I remember him. I guess I'm going to wait and see. 
I don't think they're going to give him much of a chance to show how much talent he's got. This this feels like they're just going to have the demon come out and run rush out over him, and the match will be uh, two minutes, and, and that'll be the end of that. <laughs> the, the, when he when when he's in the demon character, he's like the new Undertaker. He has never lost as a demon. That's they're right. eventually going to start talking about that. Yeah, yeah, there'll be a, a talking point for sure uh, for a, of some bigger match later on in his career, but maybe against Brock Lesnar again. Who knows? Uh, yeah, that's uh, I think that's pretty much the the whole yeah. WrestleMania card. Uh, was there anything else on the show that that made you chuckle or stood out to you, Jason? <laughs> no, that, but that that was that was my uh, that was my big laugh out loud moment when when the, when he busted out into the like this. You know the, this poor man's predator uh, outfit. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, it was like you know, it's like okay, you're trying to be like he's kind of like going like a low rent Star Wars villain. Yeah, and, and if you, oh, uh, it was. If it was, you just saw yeah, him was, like that without you know without having seen him without the makeup and smiling, if you just saw him like that, it would be more believable, right? Because it wouldn't be you know this. Smoke and mirrors thing where he's 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 good smiling guy, but now he's gonna be bad now he's evil like, oh, demon I'm guy. Gay. I'm the demon guy with my tongue sticking out. Ah, oh, jeez, yeah, no, <laughs> um, no, that, that, yeah, like I said, that was that was my you know in a room pretty much by myself. I mean, my kids are downstairs with my wife, and nobody's up here upstairs with me watching this. Got this on on my computer screen, and I'm up here by myself. And that was the moment where I was like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like what is yeah. that? That's <laughs> uh, it's pretty silly looking. I, I, but I agree that's okay. You. That's okay. I'm seeing on uh, the the WrestleMania 35 uh, the wiki page that they're the the poster uh, very very prominently has the demon uh, featured. On, well. on on the poster with uh, you know very prominently uh, with Roman Reigns and Ronda Rousey in front of everybody else. So inter- okay. interesting the way they the way they see they have their their own poster for the event um, highlighted. It's very diverse. They got to represent the women. They got to represent the demons. They, they don't yeah. discriminate against anybody in WWE. And, and, and the black the black dudes just. Photoshopped into the back, I think. <laughs> Behind yeah, everybody, the, peeking over yeah, Roman Reigns' shoulder, almost. I can't believe the front and center of that poster isn't Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese. I mean, that, that's going to steal the show <laughs> right there. <laughs> the cruiserweight championship. Um, hey, you know, Buddy Murphy impressed the hell out of me. I didn't know he was that good until they gave him that run. So I, I'll, I'll give him his props. He actually uh, does have shown me a lot. I don't think he's two oh five or less. Uh, on a good day, he might be. <laughs> that, that would be yeah. like me bringing me out as dead two oh five live. <laughs> I don't think so. Hey, all these boxers and MMA fighters come out at, at twenty pounds more than what they weigh in. So maybe Buddy Murphy's doing one of those gimmicks. You weigh in at two oh five a couple days ago, and then you show up at your real weight of two twenty. <laughs> Uh, as as if they care, exactly. There's going to be some big controversy um, over the ooh two oh five champion Uh-oh. wrestled at two ten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, they strip the title. That's right. Well, they're lucky. It would the only be used as a plot If they had the event in Chicago, neither of those guys would make the way in. Well, the, the food in this food in Chicago is just too good to to not to not over partake and then not make your two hundred five way in. Uh, and all don't that. don't we know it, <laughs> Jason? Don't we know that? Boy, how do <laughs> just partook of of some of that this weekend. Uh, so I don't think the uh, the Hall of Fame induction. I don't think that's even worth discussing anymore. We all know that that's just. Complete PR and whatever the whim of, of Vince is is who gets inducted in. I don't think Honky Tonk Man or, or DX or Heart Foundation or Harlem Heat are, are any more necessarily deserving of the Hall of Fame than anyone else or Tori Wilson or, you know. It, hey, he, I, he, I, I got to give the Honky Tonk Man. He's the greatest inter- counter champion of all time. <laughs> he <laughs> and is. To me, I remember him. in his heyday, uh, I would watch. I would. I remember watching Strange main event just to see his ass get kicked. And uh, he was—he's one of the first true people that I would want to pay to go see his butt kick. So I was—I was a little bit of a mark to see him get in. Uh, and uh, if you ever saw any of his shoot interviews, it's hilarious. I'm surprised they're even letting him in. But anyways, I'm happy for him. But other than that, when I saw Brutus the Barber getting in, I'm like, oh wow, Hulk Hogan yeah. must be coming back. Yep, you know it. You, you you know that's the only reason for something like that. The uh, Shockmaster must have been booked that weekend. <laughs> Couldn't get in. Couldn't get in there. <laughs> but that, uh, I, I guess there's there's something almost ironic about having a Hall of Fame for fictional characters, right? That, who, right. Whose careers were basically determined by the people who ran the organization. Um, you know, it's someone who wrote a script. <laughs> so you, you well, then, then they get into if the. Look at, if the you Hall look at uh, if you look at other sports, your Hall of Fame is your top tier players, and and and, and I understand let's, it's a work, but when you were getting Coco Beware in, I was like, <laughs> uh, no, I was I was win, just about to bring that up. So. You know, so all Hall of Fame are a Butcher, joke. Abdullah the Butcher never even wrestled in WWF. <laughs> I think he was in WCW here and there. But Abdullah the Butcher, if anything, like right when they were putting him in the Hall of Fame, like he gave some guy like hepatitis. Uh, we're not supposed to talk about that. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah it was. Uh, that was not part of the ring? Hall of Fame induction. Did he give it to yeah, him in the ring? Just, oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was some blood swapping going on there. No, it wasn't. Uh, uh, yeah, but wasn't anything was, here untoward outside of the ring? Well, you know, not that there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, he he ended up, there was a guy named Hannibal uh, who I think could have been huge, and um, I think it ruined his, it ended his career. Yeah, a lot of people think that. Uh, no, it's, uh, it, it's very messy. The whole situation is very messy. The whole Hall of Fame is, is messy. And Coco Beware, I was going to bring up specifically because Jason was talking about the uh, the 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 fact that it's determined by people who could make you look good or bad depending on what the script says. It's not like you were so great that they have to recognize your your greatness in the field. It's that you're great depending on if they want to make you look good or not depending on the script. And Coco Beware is a perfect example. He got in the Hall of Fame despite looking bad in the script. He was he was a basically a jobber. 
He he lost a lot more matches than he won and never won any championships at all in WWE. And yet he's a WWE Hall of Famer for one reason and for one reason only, and it's because whatever year he went in, they needed a black guy. So I don't take the Hall of Fame. And and he could take a punch really good. And he did not die from (laughs) uh, some injuries in the ring or or, uh, addiction to painkillers or anything like that. He also didn't murder his family. That's also very key. It'd be nice if you don't if you don't murder your family. It's a real good way to to get into the Hall of Fame. So yeah, there's no reason to take that seriously at all. It, although you I know, will the give Hall you, Fame's I'll, I'll give you Jerry that uh, Honky Tonk Man was great yeah. at making you want to see him get his ass kicked. So I, I, I will uh, agree with you on that. The Hall of Fame has evolved. I remember the first entrant in the Hall of Fame was Under the Giant, and they literally after he died said. Oh, he's the first guy in the Hall of Fame. That was it. There was no ceremony, no nothing. They just made an announcement. And then eventually in WWF New York, their their downtown dinner place they had for years, they would have a small ceremony. And they slowly turned into this thing where they sell out an arena to have Yeah, have make money off. They sell tickets. And, um, you know, it has gotten very uh, one woman gets in, one tag team gets in, one, yep. you know, one, one African American yep. gets in, one, yep. and, and it gets, it's gotten very scripted. And it's basically there's probably a list, and here's what we're going to do. And there's one big name. So I know a lot of people say, "Why aren't all these guys in?" Like, well, if they don't want to put them all. They don't want to shoot shoot their wad in the in the first three years of this thing. They want to every year have a big name. Uh, this year, the big name is. Um, oh wow! <laughs> so big, Why you forgot him. <laughs> Oh my God! Who's the? <laughs> they're, they're, they're headlining with, oh, with, DX. with DX. With DX, yeah. DX is the yeah DX is the big one. Um, so and every year it's you know there's a big name and um, that's what they 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 just got to bleed it slow get people to right. care about the Hall of Fame <laughs> and then they they bring in a bunch of other ones and I don't even know is there is there a how is there like a celebrity one this year that they give up on that one. I don't think there's a celebrity one. I know there's one for that weird Ultimate Warrior, uh, you know, Hall of Fame uh, induction, uh, something that honors the the spirit of the Ultimate Warrior, who of course is uh, the the type of guy you don't want to acknowledge or, or endure his legacy at all because he was such a raging homophobe and, and racist and everything else. But uh, somehow they decided that they need to ha- have an award for a regular person every year to uh, exemplify the spirit of the ultimate warrior. And they're giving it to some backstage woman this year. But uh, I don't think they have a celebrity. Yeah. And I think that they've started to really start to um, dial back. I've watched the Hall of Fame, and sometimes it can be painful. Uh, they, I think they're going to start to really – uh, time the speeches better and make sure they don't go on. And I mean, Ultimate Warrior's speech was only awesome to watch because it was so awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you re- really want to laugh and, and you want to watch some uncomfortableness, Jason, uh, Google Mr. T WWE Hall of Fame speech because that was <laughs> the, pin- the pinnacle of awkwardness. Uh, yeah, he, and ju- he, just he, the he, fact he was nice. in. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. He didn't have a long run, did he? I mean, no, no. Although at least he headlined the the first WrestleMania. 
Yeah, he put Who's over that? his mom so much in that in that, that, that he, they're gonna put her in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yes, no, no matter what, remember Mr. T loves his mother very, very much. Pity the fool. Uh, yeah, uh, so we've gone ninety minutes live. I, I wanted to get to a couple of other uh, wrestling related topics with you uh, on the other side in our after show. Um, is it gonna uh, catch up at all, uh, Jerry? Some at some point that every year it's consistently the 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 fact that the 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 NXT show, the Takeover show, has by far the much better quality of wrestling because it's just I don't know how you keep getting away with calling WrestleMania the granddaddy of them all, and everyone knows the, the much better wrestling is going to take place the night before or two nights before at the NXT TakeOver show. Yeah, you know, me and my wife a few years back, NXT came to Green Bay at Shopco Hall, so it wasn't even the Rush Center. Uh, Shopco Hall is like a one-floor convention center hall, and uh, they said, about it was sold out. I think there was about four or 500 of us there. And my wife came, it was me and my wife, because she got really heavy into NXT. We actually started watching NXT more than, than Raw, because there's three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, one hour. NXT is just an hour. And um, yeah. when we were watching it, there's Bailey, there's Sasha Banks, there's uh, Finn Balor, um, Baron Corbin. I mean, um, there was a lot of talent on that roster. And um, to see them all, really up close. I mean, we were sitting towards the back and we weren't that far from the ring because there's only 500 people there, but it was sold out and the crowd was into it. Um, and th- these guys put on a show like it was WrestleMania and usually a house show, non-televised, they don't always put their best effort. You would never know it here. And we were so impressed that it kept us watching the show. Um, the takeovers are very good. Um, the best match I've seen in years again was a takeover. Takeover is what they call all of their pay-per-view or the, their special events because they're really not pay-per-views on NXT. But um, with Sasha Banks and Bailey, the story they built and yeah. the match they pulled off, and the sad part, it wasn't the main event, and it should have been the main event of NXT. And um, to watch that match and the story getting told and the win, uh, Bailey's win and everything. Um, I would be lying if I didn't say bring a tear, tear to my eye. And not, I can't think of the last time a match did that to me. It's been a long time. Yeah, they do By it Shawn better Michael's down there. there. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Uh, or John and, and Ric Flair. Uh, yeah, they just do it better in NXT. They're, they're clearly more into the, the product and into the, the in-ring uh, appearance of everything. They work so much harder and uh, it's just strange to acknowledge that and know that every year you're going to go in and, and NXT is going to be the better actual wrestling show each and every time. This year, um, of course, uh, NXT title vacated due to Tommaso Ciampa's neck injury, so it's going to be Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole, two out of three falls. That's going to be awesome uh, to, to decide to, the NXT t- uh, champion. Um and then Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle for the North American title. I'm doing this off of memory right now. I don't. I didn't have these matches written down. Um, that's gonna be the match. Rico- of the, that's the match of the night right there. Yeah, uh, Ricochet and or I'm sorry, uh, Matt Riddle and, and Velveteen Dream. That's my prediction. 
Okay. Velveteen Dream did some things in the past year in the ring that I actually had not seen before from anybody. Um, He had one match on NXT where he was standing on the second rope and you, you thought he was about to drop his elbow from the second rope. He jumped from the second rope to the top rope to hit his, his elbow just jumped with no hands. He didn't climb. He was standing on the second rope and just bound up to the top rope. Like he just levitated in the air and landed perfectly on the top rope with both feet and then hit his, his flying elbow drop. I've never seen anyone try to do something like that before with that kind of balance. My mouth just dropped. So he, he's just someone you, you definitely have to keep your eye on because he's got some otherworldly physical talents. And Matt Riddle, of course, is Matt Riddle, the former uh, UFC fighter and, and with, with a ton of charisma um, and, and got the submission moves in the rings. He's got the, the he brings that uh, realness. He's like Brock Lesnar. He brings that, uh, that, that awe, you know, that air of, okay, he's been in there in, in real fights in UFC. He's been in, uh, MMA, so you know that he's legitimately a, a badass. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, I'm putting down for next year's WrestleMania, Conor McGregor. Retired. Oh, dear God. Made. Made for WWE. Uh, you know, but here's the thing. With WWE now, having to be a little more careful, not perfectly careful, but a little more careful as to the, the type of guys that they bring in didn't McGregor the day that he retired, like two and a half minutes later, they released some report that he's being investigated in Ireland for sexual assault. So that, that might put a wrench in everything. They might have to put the brakes on if they had any plans of bringing them in until that gets resolved. You know, they, they, they don't want the bad publicity from that. You know how they are with, uh, with sponsors and stuff nowadays. Yeah. They'll, they'll obviously wait and see how that plays out. Yep. Uh, but you're right. He's he's got the 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 wrestling persona down flat. The the arrogance and and the ability to piss people off at any time. Yeah, he, he's he's a natural as far as that goes. Uh, well, yeah, and you would think that the the MMA and the UFC would be a natural, almost you know, sort of like gateway drug into the the WWE for these big names, and it, it's worked so far a few times. It has, but you have to have a certain personality to to yeah. be to, to do that because a, a lot, actually, a lot more of those uh, MMA guys to me seem to be so uh, focused and uh, hyper violent and hyper. Uh, there's one thing that they're trained to do, and that's kill and maim the other person. And if they can't do that, then they like snap inside or something like that. And that that's a wonderful angle or persona, but. A lot of those guys, that's really who they are. So you can't really yeah. put them in a, you know, in a in a fixed fight or in a, in a fake fight because they don't know the difference. It's almost like uh, the the Ken Shamrock thing where you put him in there and you just hope that he knows that this is a work and, and it's fake and it's, it's not actually a, a real fight because if it's a real fight, he's going to kill the other guy. Um, so there's, there's a lot of guys that don't have the personality to to carry over into like WWE just because they they can't separate the real from the fake. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.